But as it relates to today, I was thinking that we, we really just finished Ksubas. Right? Obviously, we didn't finish, finish Ksubas, but for all intents and purposes, we just finished Ksubas. And maybe as a Gishmaka way to number one, Chazer, a lot that we learned over the last few months in the Sachtis Ksubas, in a very practical, sort of halacha lemaisa, and definitely, I think, fascinating way, I think it's Kedai to go through the Ksuba. As in Kriya's Ksuba. So every Chuppa has a Kriya's Ksuba. Somebody is Mechubit, I think it's a Kavit, to get up and to read the Ksuba Berabim, try not to break his teeth along the way. But the objective is to get up and to read the Ksuba. And this Ksuba is a real deal. There's a whole Mesachta, Shaskotan, that focuses on the laws of Ksuba. So what exactly are we listening to? Or what exactly are we not listening to when this creates Ksuba under the Chuppah? That is the topic of the following rate part. So again, what's a Ksuba? So when we started Mesachta's Ksubas, we asked this question. What exactly is a Ksuba? I think now... 110 dafan later, we have a little bit of a more intelligent, even short answer to that question. And that is, a ksuba is a document that outlines responsibilities that every married man has towards his wife. That's, in short, what a ksuba is. What exactly are those chiyuvim? It's a few things. Number one, every single man that gets married has an obligation to give his wife a fixed dollar amount. What is that dollar amount? It depends. If the kala is a psula, mosayim zuz. If the kala is an almana, bula, a grusha, then it's only going to be a mana, which is a hundred zuz. So the ksuba, ikr, was double the amount for a psula than for a woman that was not a psula. Now, every man had the option, this is optional in bold letters, to Add to the Iker Ksuba and to give a Toysmus Ksuba. There was no Chiv to give a Toysmus Ksuba, but if he wanted to, he could. So that if a man decides that he wants to incorporate, doesn't want to just give his wife Masayim Zuz, but he wants to add to that, that's something that he very much has a right to do. But that's optional. Additionally, there are also Tanoi Ksuba. One of the themes of Masachtis Ksuba is with a different Tanoi Ksuba. Tonight, Ksuba, Ksuba Dami. What were these tonight, Ksuba? Ksuba's been in Dichrin, Ksuba's been in Nukfin. We'll see more about that a little bit later. The Nedunya was always mentioned in the Ksuba. Big part of the sugis that we learned in the Masachtis Ksubas is that if a woman brings a Nedunya into her marriage, so she had an option to either categorize the money that she brought as Nechsei Milog or as Nechsei Tzayim Barzal. In the event that she checked off the Nechsei Tzayim Barzal box, if that's what they decided, that meant that the dollar amount of the Nechsei Tzayim Barzal would be incorporated in the Ksuba. So although the short answer of what exactly the Ksuba is, is, oh, it depends, either a mana or a Messiah. It depends if she's a Basula or if she's not a Basula. That's not the real answer. The real answer is a ksuba is a document that lays out all the chiyuvim that a married man has towards his wife. It includes the monom assign and the toys ksuba, optional. It includes tnoye ksuba. It includes nudunya. And as we're going to see, as we go through the real nusach of the ksuba, it includes even, even more than that as well. Now, one thing that is very important to mention at the onset and that is throughout Masechtis Ksubas we saw that the Chiyav Ksuba, because it's something that's mandated, it's something that a man has to do, whether you write a Ksuba, you don't write a Ksuba, you have the Chiyav Ksuba. So the Chiyav Ksuba is something that 
is automatically in effect. So as soon as the man gives his wife the ring, they do and they crack the glass, and the band starts playing. The chiyav ksuba automatically goes into effect. And the man can't say, what do you mean? I never wrote the ksuba. I didn't have a mind. It doesn't matter. Chiyav ksuba is something that is automatic. It's something that is mitnoye ksuba. It's a tnai bezdin. And therefore the halacha is that whether you do write a ksuba, you don't write a ksuba, the chiyav ksuba is going to be in effect. Stating that, it's very, very important that a husband and a wife have a ksuba. Because the Gemara says in Ksubis Daf Nunvav, it's Shitas Rameyer, Vahalochik Rameyer Bigzeiroisov, that any woman that is nivala to her husband but doesn't have a ksuba, for whatever reason she has no ksuba, then the halacha is Harezu Bilaznos. So the Bi'ila is going to be a Bilaznos. And this halacha goes one step further, and that is that if a married woman does not know where her ksuba is, she lost her ksuba and she's nivala to her husband. It's a bilaznos, and this halacha l'maisa. So it's very important that there be a ksuba, and not only that there be a ksuba, but the husband and wife know where the ksuba is. It's based on shitas rameir, the halacha kemoisai, big So, what exactly is the ksuba? So the truth is, the nusach ksuba that we use today is a nusach that was drafted in the 1600s. and it was drafted by a yid who was a talmud muvik of the taz. His name was. Reb Shmuel Halevi Sekel. He wrote a sefer, a very, very famous sefer. It's called Nachla Shiva. Now, the sefer Nachla Shiva is a, a sefer that was written on the topic of Shtaris. It was actually reprinted very, very recently in three volumes with Ha'oris from Rabbi Yosef Shalmatinzin on the Nachla Shiva and new modern contemporary Haggais. But the point is, the Nachla Shiva is a sefer that was written by and it was a sefer that was written for all stars. It doesn't matter what star, star you're handling. If you're handling the Nusich of star, I don't mean the Lumdis of Perik, Ishish, and Armel of stars, and all the Migus, etc. That is a Brechashmul and other Svarim that everybody uses. But the point is, as it relates to just the Nusich of the star, exactly how you're supposed to write the words, these very, very Aramaic words. So really, the by far authoritative work is the Nachla Shiva. So you can't learn the Sugya of the Nusach of the Ksuba without thoroughly going through the Nachla Shiva. So really, today's Raid Bite is going to be based primarily on the commentary of the Nachla Shiva on the Rebbe. Not exclusively, but very much primarily. So the Nachla Shiva lived in the 1600s, and he wrote a Ksuba, and this Ksuba is Kemat word for word the ksuba that we use. Now, it's interesting. When he wrote the ksuba, he said that certain words should be written one way if you live in Germany, if you live in Ashkenaz, and another way if you live in Poland. So we're Polish, so we're going to go, I am anyways, based on the Polish nusach, and that is the nusach of the Nachla Shiva, which is the nusach that is used today under Kemad, every single chuppah, as it is chalukim also between the Sephardim and the Ashkenazim, but the Inkamakayim. But the point is, this is the Nachla Shiva's nusach ksuba. So his ksuba that he wrote was a, seemingly a real ksuba. It was written in the year 1624. So just to start. So this chasin is taking place on a Wednesday. It's It's Gimel Elul. It's the year five thousand four hundred and twenty-two. Sixteen twenty. 
22. And this is based on the minya that they were counting, that they were using in the city of Bamberg. Okay, what happened on this day? Eich, Ramosha bar Avram HaKoyen, he was the chassin, he approached the Basula, Bela, that was her name, Basra Meir Halevi, she was the daughter of Meir Halevi, and he told her heavily, into, will you marry me? So this is the opening remarks of the Nachla Shnivas Ksuba. So two hearts, and again, the spirit of what we're doing now is Bechazarin Geshekul Ksubas. So number one, the Ksuba was written Bervi Beshabbos. I was a Bervi Beshabbos, there's no coincidences. This is the blueprint, literally, that was used for every single ksuba mamish. So why did he pick Bereviv B'Shabbos? So the truth is, he explains it, but it requires a tiny bit of an introduction, an introduction that I think we're, for the most part, still familiar with. And that is the first halacha of Mesech this ksuba says, B'Sula Nisus, Talach is that a Basula is supposed to get married to What's the reason a Basula is supposed to get married to The reason is because Bezdin used to convene on Mondays and Thursdays, and there's a chashash that maybe a man's going to get married, and he's going you know, to see that his wife, who he thought was a Basula, is really not a Basula. Pesach Pesuach Matzasi, or Le Matzasi Lepitcha Basulin, there's no dam. So what do we want him to do? We want him to run to Bezdin to make sure that there was no beer that took place in between the Arison and the Nisuin. So we want that while he's still mamish, there should be an opportunity for there to be a Bezdin. Now, if he would get married on Tuesday night, there was no Bezdin Wednesday morning. So the next time he would have the opportunity to run to Bezdin would have been on Thursday. By then, he would already have calmed down. He just got married. And as a result, he would have never gone. So the halacha of Chazal, the first halacha of Masech to Ksubis, is P'sul, and this is Now, the Gemara said on Daf Gimel Aleph, that being that the holy side of Psalm, this is the Emirati, is based on the fact that Bezdin would convene on Mondays and Thursdays, so says the Gemara, that would mean that this halacha first went into effect, mitakonas Ezra ve'elach. From the time that Ezra made the takana, that Bezdin should convene on Mondays and Thursdays. But before takonas Ezra, where Bezdin used to convene whenever, so then this halacha would not have been a gay. This whole din of Psalm, this the Emirati, says the Gemara must have been a chiddish that came into effect when Ezra made his takana. So the Gemara, why would you need to tell me what happened before takonas Ezra? So the Mara says, I'm going to tell you why I'm telling it to you. Because you have to know that if there will ever be a time in where the Takon of Ezra will not be in effect, where Bezdin will no longer convene on Mondays and Thursdays, so then this halacha of Besul and Nisus Liyayim Ravi would no longer be in effect. Nowadays, there's no Bezdin anymore that convenes on Mondays and Thursdays. Bezdin convenes whenever they convene. But it's not following the Takon of Ezra that it should be B'yoyim HaSheni or B'yoyim HaChamishi. And based on that, which seems to be a Mephurish Gemara in Ksubas Daf Gimel Amad Aleph, it would reason then that the whole Takon of B'sul and Nisus L'yoyim Ravi should not be in effect. And that is the Allah in Shulchan Aruch. The Mechabrin Simen Samech Talos of Cotton Gimel says that even though the first Mishnah Mesech is Ksubas and really the first several, several, several Dafin, the hardest Dafin of the Mesech all deal with a besul and nisus leim revi. It's not nogei of azeh, and the reason is because I'm a furish gemara. It was only nogei mitakonas ezra ve'elach, and if the world would ever go back to pre takonas ezra, says the gemara, it's not nogei. Well, the world went back to pre takonas ezra, and as a result, this is not going to be nogei. The truth is, is another reason that besul and nisus leim revi is not nogei today, and that is. What was the chashash? Why did we want the Pesul to get married to Because we're afraid that the man is going to do the Birishayna and he's going to say, Pesach Pesuach Matzasi. He's going to see that he thought she was a Pesul. She's not a Pesul. Okay, what might have happened? What might have happened is that it could be there was a beer between the Arison and the Nesuin. 
beer between the Erisin and the Nesuin? Once upon a time, it's a Mishnah in Perak Afalpi, there used to be 12 months in between the Erisin and the Nesuin. So when a Basula would have Erisin, real Erisin, they would be married, Kedas, Moshe Yisrael, with Birchus Erisin, they would wait 12 months before they did the Nesuin. Now, 12 months is a very long time. So it is possible that there was a beer during that time. Now, ordinarily, a man doesn't have to be choshed that his wife maybe was nivel or tachtav. Why? Because they live together. So if there's any reason to be suspicious, you have a homosech to soita for that, he would know. But this was very unique because they're married, but they're not living together. They might be in completely different medinas. So how does he know there was no beer? So there's a chashash that something might have happened. And because of the chashash that something might have happened, so therefore Chazal made a takono, that in the event that something happened, you should run right away to Bezin. But today, we don't wait anymore between the Erisin and the Nesuin. Today, the Erisin and the Nesuin happen all under the chuppah. It happens with Asachas. So today, the whole chashash, the Sibas chashash, is negligible. It's something that's not applicable to Zmanazet. And because it's not applicable to Zmanazet, that's another reason why the whole Takana Basul and this is the MRV should not apply. But the bottom line is that's the Allah Shukanar. That the first line in the Sahta Sumas not negative is Manasa. Why not? Because it's all based on Takana Sazar, which we don't have today, and it's based on a Khshaj B between Arison and Nasu, and there is no time between Arison and Nasu, and as a result, it's not Mistabur, obviously, that there would have been a beer, and therefore that's not something that's going to be an issue. Okay, so when should couples get married Bismanaza? So the Shukhanar doesn't say. The Shukhanar, however, does say that same halacha, Simon Samachtals of Cotton Gimel, that the minute today is that the couples get married on Erev Shabbos. That's what the Shukhanar says. Now, the truth is that really that's a little bit of a Mechudosh Tegemenech. Why? Because really it's a Mechudosh Tegemenech in these sugyas here in Mesechtis Ksubis, where the Gemara said, that regardless of when you get married, not on Erev Shabbos, and not on Moitzoy Shabbos. And the more I had a discussion, why not? Maybe it's because the Beer Rishayna is Eisachabura, one of the big sugyas in the beginning of Ksubis. The Gemara says, that's not really an issue. Okay, what would be the problem? Because we're concerned that if the Chassan is going to be on, on Erev Shabbos, then there'll be a Suda Friday night, and maybe during the Suda you're going to run out of chicken, and you're going to pull out a chicken, you're going to do Shechita. Or if the Chassan is going to be on Matzoy Shabbos, that you're going to be preparing for the Chassan on Shabbos, and again, you're going to pull out a chicken, and you're going to go ahead and you get a Shnech the chicken. In fact, the Shulchan Aruch says, Shabbos, it's this But the says, There's some that are worried about this. And therefore, the minig is that people get married in Erev Shabbos. So if you look in the Shulchanar, there's no Pesul, and this is Yemir and he brings that the minig was to get married in Erev Shabbos. The Maisel and Nachla Shiva, which is fast forwarding like 150 years from the times of the Shulchanar, so the Nachla Shiva wrote that I observed this two minogam in Klai Yisrael. There are people that get married on Wednesdays, and there are people that get married in Arab Shabbos. Those were the two minhagim that he saw. He said in Germany, the primary minig was to get married on Wednesday. In Poland, the primary minig was to get married on Arab Shabbos. Why? What's this all about? He explains. He said the reason in Germany they used to get married on Wednesday was because Wednesday, in addition to being Yoy Meravi, is also mitvach. Literally, it's the middle of the week. And he said people 
in Germany were very spread out. So if there was a chasana, people had to come from far and wide. So you wanted to give them enough time after Shabbos to be able to leave, to make it for the chasana, and at the same time, give them enough time to be able to get back. So what they picked, the middle of the week. Mitvach is Wednesday. And as a result, that's why they used to get married on Wednesday. He refers to it as the Takonas HaRuchayken. It was partially done that way for the people that lived far away. He said in Poland, everybody lived much closer together. So there was no issue of Takonas HaRuchayken. You can make a beautiful chasana and invite a lot of people, even though everybody is, it's going to be on a, some other day. So why they do it on Friday? He said because they were very poor. And because they were very poor, so you shouldn't have to make a special suda for the chasana and then have to make a sheva brachas. So Friday and everybody has sudas anyway. So what's the problem? And that's why they ended up doing it on Friday. But the bottom line is, the suba that the Nachla Shiva wrote, he wrote, he wrote it on Wednesday with a little bit of a commentary why he's saying Wednesday. And I'm saying Wednesday, not out spesul in this Islam Ravi. Krada has a tzad that maybe l'chatchilo, being the chazam made a takana b'sul nisus liyem revi, there's always the tam nigla and the tam nister. says, even though the tam nigla is not nogeya, but the tam nister is maybe nogeya, so maybe bat la tam like bat hatakana. So he does throw in, maybe there is an inyan b'sul nisus liyem revi. But he says, pashib shad is, it's mitvach. And because it's mitvach, that's why there were two days he had chasanas. He always knew, Wednesdays and Fridays, you keep your schedule a little bit clear, because you know there's a good chance you're going to be invited to a chasana on one of those days. Skipping around a little bit, another ha'ara that's very, very interesting, that the Nachla Shiva has, is, so the Chosin's name in his Ksuba was Ramosha ben Rabavram HaKoyen. The Kala's name was Bela Basra Meir Alevi. So the Nachla Shiva has a little bit of a discussion how you spell the name Bela. Now he spelled it Bez Yud Lamed Aleph. That's why he spelled it. But he brings that others spelled Bela Bez Yud Lamed He. And that's his Shiloh. Do you spell it with an Aleph or do you spell it with an He? So he goes on a little bit of a digression and he says that whenever there's a name that's written Belosh and Kodesh, you should always end it with a He. So if you have a choice to end with a He or end with an Aleph, it should always be with a He. In fact, he says there's no names in Belosh and Kodesh that end with an Aleph. On the bottom, they ask Akasha from Ezra. Ezra is Ayin Zayin Resh Aleph. So it's a name that's in Lashon Kodesh and it ends with an Aleph. It doesn't end with a He. But either way, since in Lashon Kodesh it always ends with a He. If it's not Lashon Kodesh, then very often it's with an Aleph and that's why he wrote Bela with an Aleph. Now what's this Indian of naming with a He Dafka? What's the significance of this? He says a Dover Niflo. He says, We know Sarai, Eshes Avram didn't have any children. And then David should change their name. Change their name from Sarai to Sarah. And then she had a child. So the Mekubalim say that what happened when the name was changed from Sarai to Sarah, what happened was she got a hay. And because she got the ois hay, so it's for that reason, it was because of the ois hay that she was zoicha to have a child. And the Mekubalim say that it's based on a Pasuk and Sefer Bereshis that says, Hey lochem zera. Hey, the word hey is lochem zera. It's something that brings zera. The Mekubalim said weiter. The Mekubalim said that Rachel didn't have any children. Why didn't Rachel have children? Because she didn't have a hay in her name. Her name didn't end with a hay. And because it didn't end with a hay, so therefore, she didn't, Sarah was like now to have a child, Leah, Rivka, but Rachel didn't have a hay. So what did Rachel do? Rachel took a shifcha. Her shifcha's name was Bila. Bila's name ends with a hay, but not just one hay. It ends with two hays. And the oimik was that her shifcha was going to have two hays. And because it was going to have two hays, it was going to be one hay for Bila, like this Bila is going to be able to have a child. And it was going to be one hay for Rachel herself. And that's why Rachel was like to children once she took Bila. 
He says that the emiss is he holds that this side for Shnaitan the Bukubalam is a magic. The magic says like this by the Brisbane Absar, Hashem tells Avram Avinu, Habetno Hashomaimo. Zok the Medrish, Habetno Hashomayim in Ksivkan, Elo Hashomaimo. Lefisha behe barasi asylum. The Ebsha told Abram, I created the world with the ice hay. Hanreni Moisef hay al shmecha, va'at preurve. I'm going to add a hay to your name, and you're going to be zoicha to have children. And that's why Avram became Avraham, and Sarai became Sarah, and it's Marum is in the Brisbane Absarum. Habet no, not Hashomayim, Hashomayimah, because it's all in the ice but he says that's all true when you're dealing with a name of Lashon Kodesh. But Baal is not a name of Lashon Kodesh. And because it's not a name of Lashon Kodesh, Dafka Onahe, Ayn Shon, is what he says. And Dafka without a hey, and that's why he's spelling, spelling Baal or Beis Yodamana. And then he goes on, he says something very sadistic. He says that I believe that when a cipher sits down and he writes a Ksuba, he should be medactic in the name, just like people are medactic when it comes time to write in Gitin. And he says, because it's posh to me, it's posh that if a couple is getting divorced and there's going to be a Shiloh of the name, what are they going to do? They're going to look in the Ksuba. That's probably where they're going to find the name. So ultimately, the name that's used in the Ksuba is going to be used for a get. And everybody knows that when it comes to Ksivas Aget, Shemes Agitin is a big sugya, and there's so many chuvas that were written by Gdayli Yisrael that has there's so much on Shemes Agitin. And everyone is so medactic. And being that at the end of the day, it's really the Ksuba that's going to be used to determine the right name for the get. So he says it's critical, I think, for the cipher to be very, very careful when he writes a Ksuba. And he says, I haven't found that people should be so medactic. Yes, they're medactic to a certain extent, but to be medactic on this level, this is not something that I saw. Either way, this is the first part. This is the first part of the Ksuba. Moving along. So, the Nachashiva, again, when he wrote his Ksuba, he sets it up with his Chassan and his Kala. And now we're up to what exactly the Chassan is being Mechaev himself. So the Chassan writes like this, Vano Eflach, this is the meat of the Ksuba. I'm going to be Eflach. I'm going to be Oiker. The Eizon, that sounds like a word we probably know what it means, sounds like Mazoinus. The Afarnes is definitely Miloshin Parnasa. Yossi Lichi, in English, you. Kehilchis Guven Yehudan. Following the laws of the Jews, the falchen umayikin v'zonen umafarnes in l'nesheim, because this, these are things that Jewish men do for their wives, and they don't just do it pekushta; they do it pekushta. So, what are these things? What does it mean? Vano eflach va'oyker ve'eisun va'farnes. So, Emes is like this. The answer really starts with a toisvus in Masechtas Ksubis. The context over there was the Mishnah. The Mishnah talks about a woman that was Mayreda Salbailo and a man that's being married on her husband. So the Mishnah says a woman that's Mayreda Salbailo, so every single week, what do we do? We deduct from her Ksuba amount. Seven dinarim a week. Rabbi Huda argued, he says, Okay, what about a man that's being married al Ishtoi? He also gets a Knas. What's this Knas? We add to the Ksuba. It's a lesser Knas. It's three dinarim to the week, Rabbi Yudaimer, Shloisha Trapikin. So there's a concept of a woman that's my redness and a man that's being my So the Gemara says, My redness be mine. What does my redness mean? What does it mean when we say that a woman is being my redness? Rafuna, Rafuna says, Mitash Meshamita. It means that she's refusing Tash Meshamita. Rabbi Yisrab Chanina, Rabbi Yisrab Chanina said, Mimalacha. It means the woman is not doing the Malacha that she's supposed to do. 
So, what does it mean she's not doing the malachi that she's supposed to do? It's a Mishnah. The Mishnah said, The following other malachi said a woman has to do for her husband. Right? There's a whole bunch of different things that she's supposed to do. So, according to Rav Huna, what does it mean? My redesh, she's my redesh, mitash mishamito. According to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina, what does it mean? It means she's my redesh from malach. So, Yomar says like this. The Mishnah said that not only is a Woman, potentially a meredes, a man could also be a meired. Fait the Gemara. Bishloim l'mandam mitashmish. Bishloim kointed mandam that says, "What is meredes mitashmish lach?" I understand how the man could also be a meired because just like she has a sheba towards him for tashmish amita, he has a sheba towards her for tashmish amita as well. That's the chiyav oyno. Ella l'mandam mimalacha. But according to the mandam that says malacha mimeshubedla, a man has a chiyav to work for his wife. She has to work for him. There was no mishnah that discussed the malachas that a man has to do for his wife. Doesn't say it. It doesn't say anything that a man has to do for his wife. So what does it mean you're a moirin mi melacha? Mitash mishamita seder. But what does it mean you're moirin mi melacha? The says in. Yeah. But oimer in is not in a fairness. What it means is a man has to support his wife. He has to give him a zayinus. So what does it mean he's moirin mi melacha? Moirin mi melacha means that he's not supporting her. Zok toisves. That Rabbeinu Aliyah, one of the Bali Toysfis, said that from this Gemara you see an unbelievable Chiddush. Something that I don't think is going to come as a Chiddush to us. But it was a big Chiddush to Rabbeinu Aliyah. And that is, he said, I thought that a man has a Chiv to support his wife. If he has from where to support. Let's see he doesn't have anything. Let's see Pajah doesn't have any money. So does he have to go and hire, lease himself out and take a job and learn to trade? So that who have now the means to support his wife? Mechatesa. If you have money, you have food, you have to be mefarnis. You can't say any of any mefarnis. But do I have a chiv to do malacha? To go learn a trade so that I'll be able to support you? Rabbi said, I always thought no. Mechatesi. There's a chiv share. Okay, if I don't have money, so I don't have. What am I supposed to do? So what exactly is the option? From this lotion of the Gemara, that a man could be moirad, not from Mizoinus, mi melacha. It sounds like you have a chiv to go work. And there's a chiv melacha. Then when a person gets married, there's a chiv sher ksus va'ina. And the chiv sher isn't just if you have the food you're going to give it to her, but the chiv is to actually go and do a melacha if that's something that's necessary to do. Mikan moichiach Rabbeinu Eliyo. Shechayiv Adam lahasker atzmo lulami tinoikis oy lasleis milocha acheres kedei losnes ishtoi the im loykein ma inyinze it's a moirim milocha because if not what does this have to do with being moirim milocha zok tois is right there here's the punchline for oid heavy raya and then Rabbeinu Leo brought another raya mita kasvina b'ksuba because we write in the ksuba vano eflach what does it mean vano eflach vano eflach means I'm going to work for you. I'm going to work for you? A man has to work for his wife? Where does it say anyway that a man has to work for his wife? The terror says that if he has no mazoinus, there's a chiv to do malacha. And there's a concept of a moirid mi malacha. And that's what vano eflach means. said, what's the title of vano eflach? A man is saying, I'm going to work for you. That Rabbeinu Tam heard what Rabbeinu Elio said. And Rabbeinu Tam said, I disagree with you, Rabbeinu Elio. A man does not have a chiv to go become a malamatinoikis if need be or whatever to support his wife. You have the food, you have the means, you own a backyard that has corn there, you'll go, you'll harvest the corn, you'll give your wife what she needs. But to go ahead and to take a job, 
There's no such chiv. I state in the ksuba va'ano eflach. What does snap mean? So Rabbeinu Tam said eflach means avoidus hakarka. Pirush echroish vanachish ve'ederes asode ve'avi mizoynes lebayis. Avalahasker atzmoy enichayev. If you have a field, you have to work the field to do what needs to be done. But to now impose on me the gavra that I'm going to have a chiv to go take a job and learn an umnis, that's not something I have to do. So the bottom line is what we have here is we have a machloikis between Rabbeinu Atliyo. And Rabbeinu Tam, when you say in the Ksuba, Vano Eflach, this is like the first real word in the Ksuba. So what exactly does this mean? Ano Eflach, according to Rabbeinu Leo, means you have to do Malacha, you have to do whatever you need to do to make sure that your wife is going to be supported. According to Rabbeinu Tam, that's not what it means. You're not Mechuyiv to do that. It means that if you have a field and the field could produce, so then you can have a Chiyiv to go to the field. So what's the Allah Lamaisa? So if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, it's in Simen Ayans of Cotton Gimel, the Ramah brings a Yesh Oymrim. The Yesh Oymrim Oid that if a person doesn't have a field and he doesn't have food and the only way for him to support his wife is by hiring himself out and getting a job, it's a yesh oimrin that this is something that you have to do. If you look in the Bir Agra, Bir Agra says, Ayin toisves shom samach gimel amadav alev divra maschob oimr v'chulu. That's a toist that we just learned. And then the Goyen says, avodas roiva poiskim k'rabenu tam. The opinion of roiva the poiskim is like rabenu tam. So the bottom line is, what's the halacha? It's not clear. The Ramah brings it as a Yeshayimrim, which sounds like there's also another Yeshayimrim. It was a major machlekes Rishayimrim, and the going says das of the Rav of the Poishim is like Rabbeinu Tam. Freked the Nachla Shiva. He doesn't call it the Goyin because he lived before the Goyin. He brings the Ramah. Oh, but freked the Nachla Shiva. He says, if that's the case, I don't understand how you can write in the Ksuba such ambiguous language. Meaning, a person's writing the Ksuba. The Ksuba is a Shtaris Chaifis. He's saying, I know Eflach. What does Eflach mean? I don't know. Learn Toysvis. <laughs> and then you can open up the Ramah and the Goyin, and you're going to mamish have no clue what to do. This is a Shtar. We're not playing games now. This is a real Shtar. You have to know what Vano Eflach means. So, how could there be a Ksuba where you don't know Pachub Shad and Vano Eflach? As I freak the Nachla Shiva. And the Nachla Shiva says that because of this, I think that when we write the Ksuba today, and when we say, it doesn't mean not what Rabbeinu Elio said, and it doesn't mean not what Rabbeinu Tam said. You want to know if you're chayiv to go like Rabbeinu Elio or Rabbeinu Tam? I don't know. Go through the Shulchan Aruch and figure out what that lock is. Or can it sign that something that we're not 100% sure what it means is going to be written in the Ksuba? Okay, so what do you mean when you say Vano Eflach? So it says the Nachla Shiva, and this is a big theme in Nachla Shiva. So one of the takeaways of this is this following Nakuda, and that is, Nachlashiva says, a man has many, many chiyuvim towards his wife. That's the theme of Masech Ksubas. There's many, many chiyuvim. However, not all the chiyuvim are written in the Ksuba. Like we mentioned, no, they don't have to be written in the Ksuba. Not all of them are written in the Ksuba. What's written in the Ksuba? So obviously the Ksuba itself is written in the Ksuba, but in addition to that, only what the man is chayv medai raisa. What's a man chayv medai raisa? Sher Ksus According to Roy Rishon and the Chi of Sherksus Fain is a Chi of Deiraisa, and that's the only thing that's mentioned in the Ksuba. So, really, the only thing in addition to the Iker Ksuba, based on the Chi that the man has, again, we'll go through this, we'll see a little bit better what this means, but the point is, is Sherksus Fain. So, he says, Eflach for Oiker the Ezen Vafarnis is Sherksus Fain. How? Vano Eflach, Rabbeinu Tam said, means avoidus karka. It seems like that was the Pashup Shah. A woman is considered karka oilam, nistachva sodei, a term that was mentioned so many times throughout the Mesechta, places ksubas not beizam in beiz, that ishna is sodei or shabal. So vano Eflach is really a kinoi for Tashmash Amnito. And it's oino, it's the oino part of Sherek Sosva oino. The eizun, 
That's easy. That's the share. That's mezoyness. And the afarnes is referring to ksos. What does oiker mean? So oiker is a lotion of covet. And really what the man is saying is, I'm going to provide efflach, eizun, and afarnes. This is out of order. But it's oino she'er and ksos, and I'm going to do it for oiker. I'm going to do it in a bakovedig way. That's what you're saying. So really what we're saying is, really what you're saying is that I'm going to provide what does Bekushta mean? What does the word Bekushta even mean? Right? Every word we have to understand. So the word Bekushta, he said it's the Lashon of Erlach, right? It means Emes in, in Aramaic. But, but what does that mean? I'm going to do it honestly as opposed to dishonestly? So he says that there's a Pasik that says, Mayim Nemonim, Ashaloyachazvu Meimov. Mayim Nemonim, Erlach water, is water that's Loyachazvu. And Pasha, what that Pasik is referring to is, is a stream of water that's reliable. And he says, that's what the man is saying. I'm going to be reliable. You'll be able to rely on me. I know Eflach for Oikiv Eizim Vafarnes. I have it. It's not something you're going to have to think about. I'm not just going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Beshoifi Veloy Bekam Sonos. And I'm going to do it in a way it's going to be Mayim Nemonim Ashnaloy Dechasvo. Moving along. Okay. So the first thing that we mention as far as Chiv that the man had towards his wife is the Chiv Shnerk Sosvoy. Number two, Viyahevno Lichi Moyar Psulaychi Kesev Zuzi Masan. She was a Psula. This woman in Arksuba, and as a result, he says he's going to give Kesef Zuzi Masan. He's going to give 200 souls. That's the halach of Absula's Ksuba. The Chosni Lichi Medei Raisa. And this is money that you're entitled to Medei Raisa. Umezoinaichi, Uksusaichi, Vesipu Kaichi, Umeya Livoseichi, Koirach Kolar. So let's take this apart. Number one, I'm going to give you the Ksuba, the Kesef Zuzi Masan, the Chosni Lichi Medei Raisa. Chiyav Ksuba is a Chiyav Dei Raisa, so we just learned the Gemara in today's daf, literally. The last Ksuba's Gemara, Kemar, in the Mesechta, discusses this Shiloh. It's Machloikis between Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and the Chachamim. The Geyem Moiseret, it's wrong, Moiseret, Kaput Geyem, but the point is, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel holds Ksuba's Ishes Dei Raisa, and the Chachamim Shinto was, is that Ksuba's Ishes the Rabbanon. The truth is, at the very beginning of the Mesechta, on Daf Yudam and Aleph, the Gemara already brought these two opinions. Whether Ksubis de Raisa or Ksubis de Rabbanon. Now, just to understand the two shitas, if Ksubis de Raisa, obviously it says it somewhere in the Torah. Where does it say Ksub in the Torah? It doesn't say in Parshish Kisaitse, it doesn't say it in the parish of Kiika Cheshisho. So, where does it say Ksuba? It actually says it in an interesting place. It says it in the parish of the Mephata. The Pasuk says that if somebody is Mephata or uh, a woman, and he refuses to marry her. You should give her money. How much money? Like the Psulis used to get. And the amount we know from Xer Shabbat to the Parsha Ma'anis is Chamishim Shekel, and each Shekel is four Zuz, and that's how we end up with the Ksuba of being Masayim Zuz. But it's a Pasuk in the Torah, right? It's a Pasuk in the Torah. You should give this woman, the Mephutta, what the Psulis used to get, and that's ultimately. The Makar, that Ksuba is the Raisa. If Ksuba is the Rabbanon, why would the Rabbanon have been Mesach in Ksuba? So throughout Mesach, the Ksuba the Gemara says, The reason is because we, want, we don't want it to be too easy for a man to be able to divorce his wife. And we want it on some level, to, there should be some hindrance. And therefore, what we do is we say that if you're going to give her a get, it's going to cost you. And that's hopefully going to prevent this from happening in too much of an easy way. Okay, so it's a Machlaikis in Chas, where the Ksuba is the Raisa, Ksuba is the Rabbanon. Who do we bask in like? 
major machloikis rikshayim. Toisvus in Ksubas Daf Yud Amad Aleph says that from the sugya here in Ksubas Daf Yud, and really from the sugya that we learned in today's Daf on Daf Kuf Yud, literally a hundred Daf and later, it would seem that the Iker Shita is Ksubas the Rabbanan. That's the Shita in Ksubas Daf Yud, Ayin Sham, and today's Daf we it's Mikulei Ksubas Shano. Because Ksubas the Rabbanon. Only Rabbi Shimon Gamliel holds Ksubas the Rais. But everybody seemed to hold that Ksubas the Rabbanon. Oh, but Snok Toysvis, Vikosha. I have a problem with this. You know what my problem is? Open up a Ksuba. Denagu Lichtoif. Piksuba Kesev Zuzi Masan. The Chazul Lichim Medai Raisa. You write the Furish in the Ksuba. The Chazul Lichim Medai Raisa. And being that you write the Chazul Lichim Medai Raisa, so Freik Toysvis, that how could it be that Ksubas the Rabbanon? Sounds like that's the Ikashit in Shaz. Using ordinary rules and regulations of Kaliash Psak, I would think Ksubas the Rabbanon. But it doesn't stem with the nusach that we have in our ksuba. As I pray to you, Sakasha, if you look in the rush, the rush answers this kasha. The rush says that if you hold ksubas the rabbanon, so what does it mean when we say the chazal lechimidei raisa? What it means is, and this was also one of the themes in the sugyas, we're mamash chazaring a lot now, in the sechtis ksubas, and that is, there's two types of zuzan. So there was the inferior zuz, and then there was the kesef tzuri, which was considered a more valuable zuz. How much was the more valuable zuz versus the less valuable zuz? Eight times, right? Eight times the value. But there were two different types of zuzan. Now, ordinarily, for dine de Rabbanon, we'd be mekel, and we would say that a zuz means the lesser zuz. For dine de Rais, it would be machmer, and we would say that a zuz means the more chash of a zuz. Kesef zuzi, when we say if you hold Ksubis the Rabbanon, it means that even though Ksubis the Rabbanon, I'm going to give you the Zuzi de Raisa. And that's the type of the Chazal Lichime de Raisa. So, what does it mean when we say in the Ksuba, the Chazal Lichime de Raisa? It's a little bit unclear. It depends. If you hold Ksuba de Raisa, then what you're saying is the Chazal Lichime de Raisa. If you hold Ksubis the Rabbanon, so then you're being Mechaev yourself only mid the Rabbanon. But, but here's the point. It doesn't really play itself out in Afghamina in terms of the definition of what you're doing. Because either way, you're being of yourself Zuzi Dei Raisa. It's the Zuzi too. It's the more valuable Zuzin. Now, are you Chayim Dei Raisa, Chayim Dei Rabbanon? That really has nothing to do with the Ksuba. Because that's more of a, a klapish mayagalia. But the point is, is that from the practical perspective, now chapsa nafkamina, if you got married in Kaputki and you got divorced in Eretz Yisrael, so there are places where it's going to chapsa nafkamina. And again, it's still tzarech pir, like the Nach Shiva asked earlier, you're signing a document, you don't even know what you're signing 100%. That's the, one of the themes in the Nach Shiva. But the point is, is that when we say medai raisa, does it mean that the ikechiv ksub is raisa? Or does it only mean that the money that we're going to use is dai raisa to get money? So that's going to depend if your sheet is halacha lamaisa, like the Rishayim, that ksub is dai raisa, or your sheet is ksub is dai raisa. Again, the yahivni lichim maya psulaychi kesef zuzi masan, the chazni lichim dai raisa. Then you go weiter. In addition to the ksuba, I'm going to give you umezoinaychi, I'm going to give you umezoinus, uksusaychi, that's ksus, vesipu kaychi, What's that? And I'm going to give you male. I'm going to give you male. So what is male? So the Nachla Shiva says that this is a kinoi also for Tashmish. So Tashmish is being referred to a few times in the Ksuba, but it's always being referred to in a very refined way. You don't want to say Tashmish. Based on a pasuk by the Bnei Sloit, that the Bnei Sloit said that we have to be born our father kederech kol and if you look in the Targum, Kamat says umeil levasechi k'ayra kolar. But either way, that's that's what this term means. So I'm going to give you the ksuba in addition to the mezoinaychi the ksusaychi the sipukaychi and the meil levasechi k'ayra kolar. So we skip the word sipukaychi. What does sipukaychi mean? 
What's that fourth word? So note, the first time we mentioned the four terms, it was eflach ve'oiker ve'ezen ve'afarnes. So we said, really, eflach ve'ezen ve'afarnes is shayach sosvayinu. What is oiker? Do it b'derech kovid. Oiker is melash and kovid. Shnu b'derech kovid. But this word, sipukaychi, doesn't mean kovid. It's a fourth item. It's mezoinaychi ksusaychi me'elavaseychi. So what is this fourth item, the, the sipukaychi? So Nachashiva says that the sipukaychi is referring to the ma'okesef. What was the Ma'akasef? That was also a Mishnah. It was a Mishnah in Daf Samach Dalit Amid Beis. Noisin Lam Ma'akasef Litzarcha. The man has a chiv to give his wife a Ma'akasef some discretionary spending money. Every single week she gets an allowance, she gets a Ma'akasef. Now, this Ma'akasef came up in one of the real hard letters in Ksubis, Daf Nun Chesam Beis, Daf Nun Tesam Aleph, where the Gemara got into why exactly Chazal was Mesakin that the man should give his wife the Ma'akasef. And Pashtus, it's Tachas Moiser Maisiyodayim. So Chazal said that the man should give his wife Mazoinus Tachas Maisiyodayim, or vice versa. And the Ma'akasef is Tachas the Moiser Maisiyodayim. That was a hard slogan. But the bottom line is, is that that's the Ma'akasef, and the Sipu Kaichi is the Ma'akasef. So, Freyta Nachlashiv, why are we mentioning the Ma'akasef? I said, oh, Shtekel Tyre, we're only going to mention the Shakhsus Fahina. We're only going to mention the things that Yechayev Medei Raisa. So, why would I suddenly throw in the Ma'akasef? What's Pashab Shah? So, he says, because if you look at the Rambam, when the Rambam says, what exactly? the Malkasif is. So he mentions, for example, it's money to launder your clothing. So a man has a chiv ksos, he also has to pay for the laundry. Things like that. So he says, really, the sipukaychi, the Malkasif, was ancillary to the chiv sharing ksos. And once we mention the chiv sharing ksos, so we mention, now am I going to give you clothing, but I'm going to pay the cleaner's bill too. Uh-huh. So that's the cheshman, and that's why we throw it in. But you want to know why you mention sipukaychi? That's the reason that it mentions sipukaychi. So either way, this man went and he said heavily the intukadas moichi to Yisrael he's mechayiv himself all this utzvias maras beila besulta da v'havalei the into she agreed she said yes I want to marry you and as a result they became husband and wife and that's what we're chronicling right here that's what we're writing in the Ksuba so just before we go right there just to speak out one more ha'ara and that is just an obvious point and that is notice there's no Taisvis Ksuba mentioned anywhere right so we mentioned the Ksuba but we didn't mention the Toysvis Ksuba. So the Toysvis Ksuba was omitted. So you say, okay, the Nachlashivis Ksuba didn't have any Toysvis Ksuba. But if there's going to be Toysvis Ksuba, that is true. That is a, a very, very true statement. But the Minig Yisrael is, is that we don't write any Toysvis Ksuba. So Toysvis Ksuba is something that's omitted. And today, there is no mention anywhere of Toysvis Ksuba. So what is then mentioned in the Ksuba? You have the Iker Ksuba, plus you mentioned the Sher Ksus V'oyna, and you throw in the Mok Kesev. The Mok Kesev gets a shout-out. doesn't sound like a lot of money. But the Mok Kesev somehow gets this honorable mention in th- inside the Ksuba, why it is that we're mentioning the Mok Kesev. Now, we said we're only mentioning things that Yechai Medei Raisa. You're not mentioning things that Yechai Medei Rabbanu. Why not? What's the Pshat? No, if you want to mention, mention everything. Chuppah will take two minutes longer. But what's the problem? Why can't you also mention the chiyuvim that the man has midir abonon? Nach Shiva says a pshat. He says, because it's a sugin ksubas daf nunvamam and aleph, if someone's mekadash anisha, amanasha in lochalai sherek sos fa'ino. So the halacha is, even though masna masha kosa batayro, tanai is bottle, but bedovish ebe mamoin tanai is kain. Stating that, the Gemara says, that's only true when you're dealing with Dine de Raisa. If you're dealing with the Dine de Rabbanon, so then there's a concept, Chachomim Asu Chizak Ludevrein Yoisim Mishal Tayro, and if somebody would be Masna Mashakosov Batayro, on a Durabonon Dikakosov Batayro, then it could be tonight would be Batal. Snazok de Nachla Shiva. The reason Chazal were Mesakin that you should write the Sherek Sus in the Ksuba 
is because there's always a possibility that this marriage doesn't have a chi of Because maybe there was a tenai. Maybe it was amanash in the And if it was amanash in the chalai it would be okay. Now, the truth is, it would only work for Sharon Ksus, it wouldn't work for Oina, because Oina is not a Dovish at the moment. But he says, once we're going to mention Sharon Ksus, we're going to mention Oina as well, because they come together. But the point is, there's a possibility that there was a tenai of some sorts that took place. So you want to write in the Ksuba that she shouldn't be able, or he shouldn't be able to come later and say, no, there was a tenai, I don't know, they ate them all, they died, so to prevent a situation like that, so therefore we say, but when it comes to all the Dirabon and the Gichiyuvim, Chachamim, also Chizakla, Devrem, Yoyis, and Mishal Torah, anyways, and it would be either impossible to make it tonight, or he says that even if you can make it tonight, it would be much more difficult for him to prove it. Ayn Sham, it gets into that whole sugya. But the point is that the Dine de Raisa, where Master Master Kos about Torah, Bedavish, Shabbat, Mamans, tonight, Gayim, so therefore you want to mention in the Ksubas like this, it's going to be clear. We know for sure that the Chiv is there. But as it relates to the Davish, Shabbat, Mamans, where Chom Masu Chizak, Devrem, Yosem, Mishal Torah, so as it relates to that, that's not, so some, that's not something you have to worry so much about. So moving along to the next part of the Ksuba, we shift our attention from the chiyuvim that the man has towards his wife to the nadunya. So what exactly is the nadunya, also known as the naden, so the kest? So what exactly is the, the, the nadunya? So the nadunya was mentioned in a Gemara, Mesechtis Ksubas Dafnun, Beis Amit Beis, where Chazal learned out from a posik that a man who has a daughter that's looking to get married, he should promise something to his potential son-in-law. So like this, people are going to want to marry his daughter. It comes from a Pasuk in Yermio. It sounds even like maybe it's a Din Dairaisa. But there is a concept of a father promising uh, the dunya. But in short, the father basically tells his daughter, that when you get married, I'm promising a certain dollar amount. Now, in the times of Chazal, if a woman would bring marriage would bring money into her marriage. So there were two ways to label that money. There was what was known as Nechsem Alug, and there was Nechsem Barzal. Nechsem Alug was where the woman says, I'm going to maintain title, I'm going to maintain ownership of this Nechasim, or whatever it is that I brought into the marriage. However, we know that this Baal has a schos to Nechsem Alug. What's his schos? He's Oichel Paris. Nechsem Barzal is a whole different deal, where the woman gives as a gift the Nadunya to her husband. So he now becomes the Bailim over these nechasim. However, he has a chiv in return. What's his chiv? His chiv is that in the event that the marriage is terminated, he's going to pay back dollar for dollar whatever those nechasim were worth at the time that they got married. This was an arrangement that was done between shepherds and people that own flock. Thus, it was known as nechse tsoin bars. That's where it got its name from. But the point is, those were the two types of arrangements. Very, very different. If it's nechse malug, she owns it. He just has a schus in it. If it's nechse tsoin barzob, he owns it. Any profits or losses, he's going to incur. He, however, has a responsibility. That responsibility, in the event that there was Nechsa Yitzayim Barzal, was written in the Ksuba. It didn't have to be, theoretically, but it was. That's the way they did it. They would incorporate the Nudunya into the Ksuba. And our Ksubas today mention the Nudunya. So the Ksuba says as follows. The day Nudunya, this Nudunya that the kala brought from her father's house. Bein bekasev doesn't matter if it's silver. Bein bezav if it's gold. Bein betachshit and it could be jewelry. But money de it could be clothing. Bishimushet dira it could be kalem that's used for the dira for the apartment. Bishimushet arsa or things that's used for a bed like sheets and pillows. Hakol kibel olav chasan denan bemeyus kukin kasev tzaruf. So the chasan the chasan denan is giving it a value, and the value that he's giving it is a hundred skukim kesef tzaref. That's a dollar amount. 
And then we continue and we say, Vitsovi, Chasandanan, Vahoisavlomen delay, Oid Meyer Skukin Kesev Tsoroth, Achirim Kinekdon. The Chasan was Makabal on himself to give, when the marriage was terminated, not just the hundred Skukin Kesev Tsoroth, but another hundred Skukin Kesev Tsoroth. Snach Akoilon, what's the total amount? Masayim Skukin Kesev Tsoroth. It's going to end up being 200 Skukin Kesev Tsoroth. So what's this Hoisaf? She brought. Anudunya into the marriage. He was Makabal Achrayis. That's what Nechzit Sayyim Barzal is. They even wrote it into the Ksuba. That's the Minig Yisrael. But he adds, and in addition to the hundred Skukim Kasev Tzarev that you brought, I'm going to give you another hundred Skukim Kasev. That, according to this concept, is a Mishnah. It's a Mishnah in our Mesechta, Mesechta Ksubis, and Dav Samach Vav Amaralaf. The Mishnah said that Poskala Hachlis Loy Elev Dinar, if a woman brought something into the marriage, let's say a thousand dinar, who poise connect them? When he writes in the Ksuba, he shouldn't write the exact dollar for dollar, but he should add another third or add 50%. What's the cheshman of adding 50%? Because if she's giving him something today, he's going to pay it back in 30 years. So there's a lot of opportunity costs. There's inflation. It loses value from, from point A to point B. And therefore, there's an Indian you're supposed to add. Now, the amount that you add was you, you marked it up 50%. But the minigin Klal Yisrael is, is that we don't mark it up by 50%, but we mark it up by 100%. So what we do is we're saying that we're assessing the Nadunya at being a value of Meus Kukim Kesef Tzaruf, and now there's the Toysvis of the Nadunya, which has an occur in the Mishnah Dav Samachvav, and how much is the Toysvis going to be? Not what the minigin, not what's brought down in the Mishnah, which was only a Shlish, Milabar, which is 50%, but rather it's going to be 100%. So if you think about it, there's a few chedushim going on over here. Number one, does anyone know really when this Kala gets married, if she's bringing in, if the Shver is actually giving a Nodunya that's worth Meyer Skukim Kasev Tzaruf? It's not on your checklist of things that you have to make sure you do before you get married. The truth is that there's no guarantee. And whether she does or she doesn't, it gets written in the Ksuba. And and it was something that was always incorporated in the Ksuba. Now, once it's in the Ksuba, he was Machayev himself. And if he's Machayev himself, it doesn't matter whether it was written in the Ksuba or not written in the Ksuba. Either way, he's going to have this here. So really, Chiddush number one is, is that regardless of whether or not she brought in this money, didn't bring in this money, this is something that's going to be mentioned. The second Chiddush is this major Taisvis. Usually the Taisvis, which has a Makar, which is only true if she brings it, but Afal Pikain, that Taisvis has a, a share. The share is 50%. Here the Taisvis is going to be 100%. Now what if this woman brings a lot more money in? Let's say she brings a lot more money in. So assuming it wasn't put into the Ksuba, or like some side document, some prenuptial agreement or whatever, so it's going to be Nachsim whatever the Allah is of Nachsim But at the end of the day, the only Nachsim Barzal that Ruba the Ruba of marriages have is the Nachsim Barzal that's mentioned in every single Ksuba, and it's really this Nachsim Barzal that we have over here, moving along. The Kach Omar Chasan Denan. The Chassan Danan said as follows. He said, shtar, The Chrayas of this Shtar Ksuba. Nudunya Dein, this Nudunya, Vitoisefta and this Toisefes. So let's see, we, we know what this means now. What does it mean, Achrayas Shtar Ksuba Sada? What's the Achrayas of the Shtar Ksuba? What is the Shtar Ksuba? It's the Iker Ksuba. Right? Shtar Ksus Ve'oyna are all given that he has while he's married. The whole point of this is when he dies, when the marriage is terminated, what is his Achrayas going to be? So not Shtar Ksus At that point, there is no Chiv Shtar Ksus Ve'oyna. This is Amon and Zainus Menachsi Yisraelim, but that's a different story. But number one, the Shtar Ksuba Sada is the Masayim Zos. Nudun Yodain. That's, we have a dollar amount for this. It's Meyer Skukin Kesef Tzaruf. V'toisefta, though. What's the toisefes? 
Not Toysus Ksuba, there was no Toysus Ksuba. What is, it's Toysus Nodunya. It's the extra Meyer Skukun Kes of Tsaris. Kabbalah Solai, listen to this, after learning Ksubas, it's Mamish Fest. I'm being a Kabbalah myself, the Al Yar Sai Basra, and my Yarshim that will come in my place, Lehispara, to pay, Mikol Shfar Arag Nixen. What do those words mean? Shvar, Shinfei Resh. Mikol Shvar Arag Nixen. You know what that means? Idiots. I'm being mechaib myself to give you idiots. The kinyonim, the isli trois kol shemayim. And it's going to come from any nuchosim, any kinyonim that I have anywhere underneath the shemayim. Literally. The kanoi, anything that I own now, uda osedan olamikni, or anything that I'm going to purchase. Nichsin the ismohin achrayis, whether it's nuchosim sheish ma machrayis, like karka, or the lesloin achrayis, or if it's metaltalin, kuloin yohin achroin varavoin. All of these nechassim are going to be achroi, lefroi aminoin shtark subasada, to pay back this ksuba, the Masayim Zuz, nedun yodein, the meyas kukim, v'toysef tada, and the toysef is nedun yodein, which is the meyas kukim. Minoi, I'm going to pay it from what I have, v'afilu men glimad al kaspoi. And if it means I have to take the shirt off my back, you're going to get my shirt. Bechaye, while I'm alive, upasachai, if I'm not alive, meaning you're coming to my yarshim, minyoi medunon, from today, ula olam, and forever after. So he's mechaev himself to pay the ksuva, this limited chiv that's mentioned inside the ksuva, and he basically lays out all the different situations that he's going to pay. This is very, very mechodeshtik. Why? Number one, he says that you're going to be able to purchase, take the ksuva, mikol shvar arag nechsen, from the idiots. Ksuba sishas nigvis miziburis. It's not nignis mi idiots. One of the big themes of the mesachta. Elamai, he's mechayim himself, and this is the minig Yisrael that the men would be mechayim themselves, and they would tell the women that I'm going to give you idiots. It's actually interesting because throughout the Masechta there was this dichotomy. On the one hand, you find kulei ksuba shano, a lot of kulas when it comes to ksuba, like in today's that, and then on the other hand, you find many times that because we want that men should be noisachain in the eyes of the woman, so fakert there were so many chumras that we impose on the man, and we make it so easy for the woman to collect. And Taisus and Parakakoyis have already asked the stira that. He says, I understand. Sometimes we go out of our way that we want that men should be noisachem by the women. And sometimes you find it fakir. And one of the kashas Toysus asks is, is miziburis. That you see a woman when it comes time to collect the ksuba, about chayv gets bainanis. But ksubas is only miziburis. I, if you want the men to be noisachem by the women, you should make it that if she's ever going to have to collect the ksuba, she'll be able to collect from the, the bainanis or the idiots. Why is it from the ziburis? Good. It's Toysus kash. And Toysus says, ain't le damnois, right? You can't really understand. And therefore, Chazal make takonis, they make takonis, and it's very hard to, for us to understand all the, all the different nuances. But the bottom line is, the way we do it today is, we write in the Ksuba, this is the way we do it. There's another Chiddush here. The man says, you'll be able to collect from all, all my Nechassim. It doesn't matter if it's Nechassim Sheesh Ben Machrayas, or Nechassim Sheesh Ben Machrayas. Meaning, it could be Karka, it could be Metaltal. And it doesn't matter if you're taking it from me, or if you're taking it from my Yarshim. You can't collect metaltalin from Yarshin. Since when can you collect metaltalin from Yarshin? The halach is metaltli diyasmi loy mishtabdi. Not to a balchoyv, not to a ksuba either. So why is this the way it's done? Okay, he's mechayiv himself, but what's the makar to this? So this already is mentioned in a toysvis. The toysvis on daf samachzayin and aleph, the Gemara over there was discussing that even though the ksuba's nignis from karka, not from metaltalin, but gemalim shalaravya, the Arabian camels, Isha Goyva Parnamahem. The woman can collect her parna from there. Now, as Machogis Rashi Rabbeinu Tam, what parna means? When we learned the Sugya, we learned Rashi's Pshat. But Rabbeinu Tam over there says, the Ksuba Iris, referring to the Ksuba, that even though a woman 
when it comes to collecting the Ksuba, really collects from Karkin, not Metalfin, right? All the different halachas. But the Arabian camels are different. Why? Because the Arabian camels were mamish like Karka. The reason is they were very valuable, and a woman had a smichas das for those camels. So toisnes brings umikan poiskim. They're based on this gemara. The goinim already said the metaltli didon unzer metaltli is mishtabdi leksuba. The havu kigmalim daravia because it's like these Arabian cats today. There's no difference between karka and metaltli, and as a result, there's a lot of metaltli that has the chivas of karka. So today, this whole concept of us making a major chiluk between karka and metaltli doesn't really apply, and that's why in the ksuba today, this is something. Thing that we would write. Now, one of the things he says is that anything I have, you'll be able to collect from even something that I don't have right now, something I'm going to get in the future. What's the makar to that? So that was the last Gemara in Perukah Isha Shanaflu. It was the Takon of Shimon Ben Shetach. The Gemara says in the olden days it was much more complicated when it came to collecting the Ksuba. They would identify a certain property and they would say, This is what you're going to get. And what if that thing wasn't around anymore? Fafalan, she lost that. Achaba Shimon Ben Shetach, the last line of Isha Shanaflu. He said that I want all the Nechassim should be Achroi to Ksuba, not only the things I have, with the Asada and all the Mikni. And that's where this comes from. This comes from the Takon of of Shimon ben Shetach. Either way, just to finish the ksuba. The achrayis v'choymer shtar ksuba sada. The achrayis and the choymer of the shtar. Nedunya dein v'toisefta da. The nedunya and the toisefta. The kibel olav. Chazan denan k'choymer kol shtari ksuba is v'toisefta is denogim b'benas Yisrael. Ha'asuyin k'tikin chachamenu z'choymer l'vracha. He's taking upon himself that, that whatever a shtar means and however enforceable it is, that's what he is signing up on, the loika asmachta, he didn't mean this as an asmachta, or if somebody makes a bet and he loses the bet. So you can always pull out a Sanhedrin Gemara and tell him, asmachta loikanya, masachi pekuvya, right? But not in this situation. You can't play the asmachta game. This is very, very real. Additionally, we're writing that don't think that maybe the cipher just gave you a boilerplate star. You might have. But don't think that the cipher just gave you a boilerplate star and he's the one that came up with all these things that he promised idiots, meaning go collect idiots from him. No, no, no. It's the star. This is something that you yourself agree to and as a result, you yourself are going to have a chiv. Either way, we conclude the ksuba by saying vik, vik, ukneino Min Ramoisha Brabavrom Akoyen Chasan Denan Lemoras Beila Basra Meir Halevi Besulta Da Al Koma the Kosim of Furish Lel the Mono the Kosho the Mikna Behem. You make a Kenyan and the Kenyan has to be a Mono the Kosho the Mikna Be. It's not Osiba. No, it's a good Kosho or Kaili. A Kol Shore Vikayim. No Un Pliny Ben Pliny Eight. No Un Pliny Ben Pliny Eight. This is the Ksuba. So really, the decree is Ksuba is in Mamisha reads perfect based on all the sugis that we learn, and really, in short, what you have in the Ksuba is, is it's the shtar that obviously mentions the chiyuvin that the man has towards his wife. It singles out the sher ksus for oino, because the chiyuvin, the raisa, and masna masha kosiba toir, but obviously have a moment not by the rabbanans, because chacham masu chizl, so you have to make sure that it's in effect. It mentions the ikr ksuba, no mention of Toysvis Ksuba, it mentions the Nadunya, we put a dollar amount on the Nadunya, and it mentions the Toysvis Nadunya, which is much more than it was in the times of Chazal, it's a hundred percent, it's a hundred percent markup. But as a postscript to the Ksuba, I think there's just a few very, very brief things that we need to clarify. Number one, so what was 
omitted from the Ksuba. We just mentioned what the Ksuba has. Let's just appreciate for a second what was omitted. One Lashon Rambam. The Rambam's Lashon is in Perikud Beis. It's in Hilchas Ishos. It's Halacha Aleph. The, the Rambam says as follows. When a man gets married, whether he marries a Besula or a Beula, he's chayiv in ten things, and in exchange, he's zoich in four things. Of the ten things that he's chayiv, three of them is chayiv in the Raisa, that's the Lashon we have in the Ksuba. The Hashiva and the other seven is Midivrei Soifrin. The Kulon Tanai Bezdenheim. All those ten things are Tanai Bezden. Now, what are the seven things that are Midivrei Rabbanon? Ha'echod mehem Ikri Ksuba. It sounds like the Rambam Shita is that Ikri Ksuba is only the Rabbanon. But the first one is Ikri Ksuba. Vashar, heina nekroim tenoye Ksuba. Ve'eluheim, l'rafoysem chalsa. Is a chiv to heal her if she becomes not well. Leftoisem nishpis to redeem her from captivity if she's ever taken into captivity. Ule kovra lekishatamos to bury her if she dies. Vlias nizoynes menechasa v'yoshevus bebeis acha moisei called sman almanusa almano nizoynes menechse yisoymen vlias noisem mimenu nizoynes menechasa v'achre moisei ache yisarsu. What we know as ksubas b'nukfin, any daughters also get supporters. Habano is nizaynu v'liya is baneh hascharim imenu yarshin ksubas yisrael chelkam biyushet shemachem. What we know as ksubas b'nindichren. So really, this ten chiyuvim that a man has towards his wife, and he has four schusim in his wife. What we mention is only three of the ten chiyuvim. And the three that we mentioned are the ones that is chayv midiraisa. Everything else was omitted. The only thing we saw that is midirabona that's mentioned is the ikuksuba and the makhesef, which Rama doesn't even mention. That somehow over here that somehow got thrown in. But the bottom line is nothing else is mentioned. Why? So we said the nachashiv is pshat. We're only mentioning what's midiraisa. We're not mentioning what's midirabona. So why do we mention ikuksuba? So ikuksuba is diraisa. That would explain that. And even if ik- Ksuba is the Rabbanon, so we're mentioning it because the Chazal Lechim is Deiraisa. There isn't Deiraisa, there's a component to it. You're being Mechaiv yourself, or you're being Mechaiv yourself. And that's something that we mention. Now notice, we don't mention anything that the woman has to do for the husband. The whole Ksuba is what the man has to do for his wife. What about all the things that the woman has to do for the husband? How come there's no such Ksuba? But that's not what the Ksuba is. The Ksuba is a document that states the Chiyuvim that the man has towards his wife. That is what the nature of the Ksuba is. Now you want to know why there isn't another document? It's a good hour. Next time we learn Ksubas. But for now, the point is, is that that is not the chefts of the Ksubas. It's not a kasha why it's not mentioned. You want to know why you didn't mention the other seven chayuvim that their husband has towards his wife. That's an achashivah's kasha. That's a very good kasha. Why do we pick and choose which chayuvim we want to talk about? But in terms of why we don't mention the woman's chayuvim towards the husband, it's very simple because that's not something that you would have. Now, a very, very obvious ha'ara, I think that has to be mentioned as well, is why don't we mention Ksubas b'nin dechren and Ksubas b'nin nukfen? I almost thought from listening to so many Kriyas Ksubas over the years, something sounded like Ksubas B'nindichrin. But it's not there. It's not mentioned anywhere in the Ksuba. Why is it not mentioned in the Ksuba? And the emiss is, just to really bring out the kasha a little bit sharper, if you look at the Mishnah, on that Nun Beis Amadeis, the Mishnah that introduces the concept of the Ksubas B'nindichrin, it says as follows, Loi Kosav law. Or, even if you didn't write these things, they're going to be high. It certainly sounds like there was such a nusach floating around. Like Kosovo, right? You didn't write it. I Meaning you didn't write it, but they used to write it. We even have the whole nusach. So how come it's not right? 
written. So I'm not sure what the answer is. It could be somewhere in the Nachal Shiva. I, I didn't find it. But it could be the Teretz's Pasha. It could be the Teretz is that pre Cherem de Rabbeinu Gershon, as it relates to Ksubas, but in different anyways, this was very Shriach. A man would have multiple wives, and he had boys from all his wives. So when he died, you had to hire someone that really knew Yesh to sit down and figure out how you're going to start dividing up the estate. But living in a world of Cherem de Rabbeinu Gershon, so it's not so shriach anymore. And because it's not so shriach, it could be it's for that reason this was something that was taken out. So just to end, achren achren chavim, and that is tachlis. What is the ksuba worth? Right? What is the dollar amount of the ksuba? So a man is mechayiv himself, masayim zuz. <laughs> yeah, well, you want to say something? Or he's mechayiv. <laughs> this might be a time to uh, become an out party. Like, what does this even mean? Right? We're, not, we're not talking English. So what exactly are these things? Regretfully, there's no short, easy answer to this question. I mean, go figure out what yesteryear's Zuz is worth today. But just to bring out the challenge of figuring out the Messiah Zuz, the Messiah Zuz, we said, is really based on the Chamishim Shekel that's mentioned in the Torah. According to the Mandama, it's mentioned in the Torah. It's, it's Chamishim Shekel. By Ma'anis, we learned the Mafata, that's the Kemoyer Abbasulois. Chamishim Shekel is the Messiah Zuz. Okay. Opinion Aben is five. So really, the Ksuba is ten times Pidyan Abed. Right? I never heard of a, a coin that became a Gvir from Pidyan Abed. It's, it's Nishkan Groyser Geschäften. It's a few dollars. That's really what it is. Okay, so the Ksuba is ten times that. So it's already an insight that we're not dealing with a very large sum of money. Here's the problem. The problem is, this sheer Masayim Zuz comes up in different places in Allah as well. One of the places is in Hilchus Sadaka. Mishin Yeshloi Masayim Zuz it's a Mishnah in the end of Masech Tispeya, Perik Ches, Mishnah Ches. If somebody has Masayim Zuz, lo yito leket shikru peye He's too wealthy to be entitled to all the Matnas Aniyim. Hoyolon Masayim Chosadiner. If he has Masayim Mamish Chosadiner, afilu elef noisloi ka'achas areza yito. If somebody gives him a check for a thousand, this is something he's allowed to take. So the definition of Ani, when it comes to all the Matnas Aniyim, is do you have Masayim Zuz or not? What's the methodology? Zokt. Rabbeinu avadim ibartanura. Because kim luhula rabbanon, rabbanon had a mesnoira, she'elu maspikim l'shona achas l'ksusu l'mezoinus. That Mosayim Zuz is enough money for a person to be able to live for an entire year. For ksus and mezoinus, you have enough of Mosayim Zuz. So it's a little bit of a problem. Because it, on the one, it doesn't feel like a lot of money. Without even knowing what it is. On the other hand, it sounds like it's something that a woman's going to be able to live an entire year off of. Now, the truth is, the, the post in the Mechab and the Ramad, and this is a discussion that's way above my pay grade, but they work with Cheshboinus and Zachin. I think the Ramad says that Messiah Zuz is 960 grams of silver. A gram of silver, if I search correctly, this morning was 61 cents. So 960 times 61 cents is approximately $600. That's the dollar amount that we're discussing according to Ramah. This is different cheetahs. But the point is the Messiah Zuz seems to not be a lot of money. The problem with this is, the problem is, is that it feels like it's not what Chazal were trying to accomplish. Right? What was the whole purpose of the Ksubo? And we know Messiah Zuz was a number that we made Chazal was a year's worth of support. So, if you're going to work with the Masayim Zuz and you're going to figure out how many grams of silver Masayim we don't know what it is. It's impossible to know. How are you going to know what Masayim Zuz is? So you could take the weight of Masayim Zuz, weigh it, figure out how many grams of silver it is, and translate it. But with all the Cheshbainas that happened over the last millennia, it's not going to add up because you're going to have $500 over here and she needs $50,000. So the two numbers just don't equal up. So what the Poiskim do, this is 
Like I said, ask your local rabbi. But the bottom line is, this is the challenge. But there was another number that was mentioned in the Ksuba. The other number that was mentioned in the Ksuba are the Kesev Tsarev Skukim. A hundred of them. Plus, we throw on another hundred. So what are these coins anyways? So these are German marks. That's what they are. They're German marks. Now, the Nachashiv is the one that wrote the Ksuba. He wrote it in the 1600s. So really, in order for us to figure out what exactly this is, you'd have to figure out what a German mark 300-something years ago is, is worth today. Good luck, right? It's something that's come out impossible to figure out. So what exactly this is would be very, very difficult to figure out. And really, the Messiah Zuz Mekenza Chashtikal HaNetzegeven. But as it relates to this, and we have a Messiah on this number, this is something that's much harder to figure out. Now, the way the Pais can figure it out is that there is language amongst the, the Pais of Amal that described a, the relationship between the Skukim and between the Zuzan. So even though we don't know exactly what it is, but it, there seemed to have been some sort of relationship between the two. So really working backwards and figuring out what the relationship is, we're able to come up with a number. Lamaisa, the number of the Masayim, Skuk, and Kasef, it ranges anywhere from a few thousand dollars to as much as the Chazanisha share. You can't just use the Chazanisha share when it comes to Kizayson. The Chazanisha share when it comes to... 20 plus thousand dollars. So the number could be somewhere in that range. Now, the Grada is a huge discussion in the place game because when we mention the numbers, so we say, Sachako, Sachako, Masayim, Skukin, Kesef, Tzarev. That was something that was mentioned in the middle. And there's a big Shiloh and all the Noisekevim, the Bach, and the, everyone has a Shiloh and everyone has an opinion in terms of is the Sachako including the Masayim Zuz or is it not including the Masayim Zuz? So that's also a discussion. The bottom line is it's very hard to know what the number is. There's a truth for Amosha, of course, Kedarke Bekoidish, where Amosha discusses this. It's an Evan Ezer, Chelik Dalid. It's in Simen Sadik Aleph. He says big chedushim over there. But when he starts off the piece, he says that you know since 1945, where there was super inflation and stagflation, so since they they went away from the gold standard and now money has no value and it's uh, sounds like it was written today. But it, that's the Ramosh over there discusses what's happening then, and he says, but Lamaisa, the Poskim, they never worked through, they never figured out what is the value of the ksuba. Nobody figured it out. And Lamaisa says the reason they never really figured it out. This tshuva was written in Tovshin Men. It was written in 1980. So he's saying over the last 35 or so years here in America, nobody really worked this out. But he says he thinks the reason they never worked it out is because it's really not so negaya. Because really what happens is, is that uh, when does a person get a ksuba? So he gets the, when does a woman get the ksuba? Either in a divorce or if he dies. It's in a divorce. Usually the divorce settlement ends up exceeding what the value of the ksuba is anyways. So he said it's sort of a moot point. Because included in the divorce settlement is going to be a mechila on the ksuba, and it's usually going to be nichal in it. And if it's going to be nichal, it's not so negeya. And he says, even though by Ammonis, so there it's already different, but he says that usually there's a tzava, and usually the man ends up bequeathing his nechasim anyways to his wife, and because he bequeathes it, so also there too, we assume nichal on that is the ksuba. So he says, the maise, no one ever figured it out. He says, the maise, we need to figure it out, and he has a whole ariches. He comes up with a little bit of a mahalach. But either way, that is the ksuba. Just then, why do we do kriyas ksuba? That wasn't mentioned anywhere in the Masechta. So Nachashiva says, the reason we do kriyas ksuba under the chuppah, in case you ever wonder, like why are you mentioning the ksuba? The reason we mention it is, is to be mafsik between Erisin and Esuin. It's coming full circle. Because once upon a time, there was a yud-based chaydash hafsik. Erisin's a mitzvah, and Esuin is a mitzvah. There's birchas Erisin and there's birchas Esuin, also known as birchas chasanim. So to be mafsik between the two sets of brachas, so what we do is, we have the kriyas ksuba, that is what the purpose of the kriyas ksuba is.